Welcome into another episode of a Cali Green Monster Show. I am your host, Dean Ryan, coming to you here from the Tesla Studios in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. It is Monday, May 3rd, 2021. Yes, you heard that correctly. We are already in May, the fifth month of 2021. I think I start every first episode of the month, you know, since January being like, Oh, yeah, dude, it's already February. It's already March. And I think it's just because 2020 seemed like it was so slow. I feel like 2021 has been overcompensating and been flying by. So, you know, let's start off our May. Let's start off our week, you know, with a good Akali Green Monster show. You know, last week, I think getting lost behind all the hype behind the NFL draft. I totally forgot that there was a UFC, you know, UFC on ESPN 23 headlined by a light heavyweight tilt between Dominic Reyes and Yuri Prochaska. You know, that was the headline. So I'm going to talk about that because it ended in a brutal knockout, probably knockout of the year. Definitely going to be on UFC highlights for a while. So I'm going to talk about that fight and a few other fights that took place on Saturday. There was also a big heavyweight boxing match that happened between and. Andy Ruiz and Chris Ariola to talk about that and LeBron James is upset about the play-in tournament so of course he is so we'll talk about that as well but before we talk about all that stuff I have to talk about you know something that kind of took up a big chunk of my weekend and I didn't anticipate really getting super into this you know this show that I'm watching or whatever and it kind of led me into subscribing for yet another subscription you know streaming subscription package so about like a week or two ago on Netflix we had just finished up our two seasons of Ink Master and we were pretty upset because you know the rest of the seasons of Ink Master were on Paramount Plus so we were kind of like nah I guess we're not watching Ink Master anymore we're not going to sign up for Paramount Plus screw you Paramount Plus you were late to the game you know we already have HBO Max we already have Netflix we already got you know ESPN Plus and Amazon Prime I don't think we have room in our life for another streaming service so you know we had now a tattoo ink master or ink master sized hole in our life and i suggested hey i want to watch the first episode of the season of survivor netflix has made it available you know season 28 it was survivor cagayan which was in the philippines and the reason why i was interested in it is because one of the contestants david sampson you know, I'm a dedicated follower of his podcast. He puts out a daily podcast where he talks about sports and anything that's in the news or anything that interests him. And honestly, David Sampson, his podcast and just how he delivers it, and it's a one-man show that's unedited and straight shot, is definitely a big motivation for how I do my show. You know, it's always impressed me and the way that he articulates things and the way he gives his insight and he's unapologetic about it is a reason why I like listening to it show so you know david sampson's nothing personal it's nothing personal with david sampson check it out it's highly recommend it but basically i checked out that show because you know he's not just a podcaster he's the former president of the miami marlins and i think that that was one of the reasons why he got selected to be a contestant on that show that season it was like it was bronze so it was like kind of like you know 
brains versus bronze versus beauties you know kind of trying to see like which characteristic will you know help you be more successful in survivor so i had knew just from prior knowledge that he was only going to last he was the first one eliminated so i just suggested to my wife like hey i want to see you know this guy i follow on a podcast i want to see him on survivor and i mean survivor as of this point they have 40 seasons completed and i think they're filming 41 and there's a reason why they have so many shows and so many seasons is that shit man is addicting so what went into just you know hey let's just watch one episode we were hooked after an episode next thing you knew we just finished watching the entire season you know season 28 of survivor kagayan we were hooked and after that it was like dude we need more survivor there's no way we're just going to give up ink master out of our lives and now survivor so paramount plus they definitely you know whoever their marketing person was that was like hey let's just give like a season or two of some of our best reality tv on netflix people will watch it people will get hooked and people will switch over to paramount plus my wife and i are definitely some of those suckers that did it and we are now proud paramount plus subscribers you know we're starting all the way from the beginning so there's 40 seasons of survivor we are starting off with survivor season one and i think it's a nice trip down memory lane for me because survivor season one and two are seasons that i actually watched when i was a kid you know i think if looking at the original air date for the first survivor it was the summer after my fourth grade year going into my fifth grade year so i was like 10 years old the last time i watched it so it's pretty trip you know it's a cool trip you know seeing all these people that i haven't seen in you know over two decades playing survivor watching it for the first time with my wife so i don't know if that's just something that when you become an adult you know you become a parent and you're looking for you know there's not too much drama and excitement in your life it's like oh let's watch these people be stranded on an island create alliances do a bunch of drama so definitely survivor i know i might be a little late to the game since i stopped watching after the second season but highly recommend so if you're looking for you know something to watch you know if you have netflix i assume most people do go check out the the series the season of survivor 28 the kagayan it was pretty entertaining and you know the next thing you know you'll be like god damn it dean i'm now a subscriber of paramount plus as well and you never know maybe if i keep talking about how good paramount plus is maybe i'll get a cbs paramount sponsorship because it's not just you know ink master and reality shows like that they got nickelodeon they got sports like nfl and the uefa champions league they got comedy central so they got a bunch of shit on there and with the nickelodeon it was pretty cool because they've got everything they got like ah real monsters they got angry beavers they got cat dog they got the original doug so anyone that's you know in my age range a millennial you know around you know 30s early 30s late 20s they got all the good nicktoons on there as well so paramount plus that's where i'm gonna be for a while all right, so now after my extended free plug of Paramount Plus, let's talk about UFC on ESPN 23. So it was headlined by Yuri Prochaska versus Dominic Reyes, and it ended with a nasty, but also quite beautiful, amazing, beautiful martial arts technique, spinning elbow. It was like one elbow followed by a spinning elbow. Prochaska 
knocked out Reyes in the second round. It was nasty. And that Yuri Prochaska, he has, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing the last name right. Let's just call him Yuri because I know that I'm pronouncing that right. So Yuri, this guy's a stud. He's definitely a threat of the light heavyweight division. He's 28 years old and he's 2-0 and in the UFC. And he's got KO wins now where Vladimir Uzdemir and Dominic Reyes. So those are two former 205 pound challengers you know Uzdemir challenged Daniel Cormier when Cormier was the champ you know unsuccessfully and Dominic Reyes he had that you know one of the closest matches in John Jones's history there's a lot of people that will argue that Dominic Reyes actually won that matchup so you know Dominic Reyes was considered you know someone that everyone expected to take over that 205 pound division when John Jones abdicated the belt, you know, but things haven't really worked out that way. Dominic Reyes is now on a three fight losing streak. If you include the John Jones loss, because when he fought Jan Blachowicz for the interim 205 pound belt, you know, Polish hammer, Polish power took him out. And then now he just got taken out by Prochaska, which was a nasty knockout because not only was he get taken out by the spinning elbow, when he came down to the canvas, his head hit in a weird way. So I think Reyes definitely needs some time to let his brain and body just heal from that. And, you know, it was definitely one of those KOs, you know, when people talk about that was just a fight, you know, a life-changing beatdown or a life-changing knockout. You know, those are the kind of knockouts that fighters come back completely different. So It'll be interesting to see how Dominic Reyes responds. You know, I, I doubt we'll see him probably for the rest of the year, just how nasty that knockout was. And especially, you know, he got knocked out in the, the fight before that. So we'll see. And, you know, Prochaska, you know, for diehard MMA fans, he's someone who before his run in the UFC was had a run in Ryzen, you know, over in Japan. So, you know, this guy is 20 years old. He's six foot three, you know, Muay Thai kickboxing base i think he's from the czech republic so he's definitely a dude that i would love to see on the other end of the cage from jan blahovich unfortunately it seems like blahovich is already booked to fight glover to share in september so if if yuri's gonna get booked for a title shot there's a chance that we might not even see him for the rest of 2021 which would be a shame so i know when they booked to versus Blahovich. It was like one of those things that obviously Teixeira, he's, you know, he's gotten a nice string of victories. You know, he's bought, he's beaten a couple pretty good dudes over recently. You know, he beaten Tiago Santos. He's beaten Anthony Smith. You know, so like, he's got some good wins on his resume, but honestly, Glover Teixeira versus Blahovich, that definitely doesn't get me excited. You know, if that's going to be headlined in a pay-per-view, I could already tell you that that's definitely one that I might be like, eh, you're going to have to throw another couple exciting fights on there for maybe want me to watch it. You know, I mean, if it was that Yuri versus Blahovich, I mean, I'm ordering that fight. This dude was a stud and he's definitely going to be dangerous for anyone that it gets matched up with him in the 205 pound division. In the co-main event, we had the Georgian Giga Chikatsi. He destroyed Cub Swanson. And this is another person, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, Giga. Well, let's just call him Giga because, I mean, he hit 
Cub Swanson in the liver with his patented giga kick. And it was about like a minute into it. And I swear his striking looks so slick. He's now 6-0 in the UFC. He made it look so easy, especially over a veteran like Cub Swanson. You know, Cub Swanson's a tough dude. And to get rid of him in a minute like that, he showed that he's definitely not just a top 15 dude, but I think that he could fight anyone in the 145-pound division. You know, he's calling his shot. He's asked for a shot with Max Holloway, who's, you know, former champion as tough as they come you know Volkanovski is the only one that's really gotten the best of Holloway so you know we'll see that you know because as far as I'm concerned there's you know Holloway is the the second best 145 pound guy even if he's not coaching the ultimate fighter against Volkanovski coming up so you know that would be you know Giga versus Holloway I think that's a match anyone that likes the UFC would you know be totally into following so you know that was a sick fight so it was a quick ko so it's pretty easy to you know go back and you know find that one and the other fight i feel like that i saw a lot of headlines about it was a women's 115 pound fight it was you know ronda marcos versus luana pinero and ronda marcos lost in the first round she got dq'd after an illegal up kick to pinero and pinero wasn't able to continue so i think the lot you know where a lot of the controversy is is that you know Pinero, after she took that hit, you know, some people say on the way back, she almost looked at the referee and then people are saying it looks like she embellished the injury. You know, she was kind of laying there with the, you know, glossy look on her face. And, you know, there were some people with comments along the lines of, you know, Aljamain Sterling would have been really proud. And I think that the difference is, is that Aljamain Sterling, the fight was not going his way, and it was getting worse and worse. This happened in the fourth round when Jan was completely taken over, and I think Aljamain was just almost had nothing left, and he was gassing, and his wrestling wasn't working. So when he made that move, it was almost he had there was no other decision I felt like for Aljamain because if he would have not, you know decided to stop that fight he would have just probably ended up getting finished in the next 30 seconds meanwhile I feel like Panera was looked like the better fighter she was aggressive her striking looked a lot better so you know I mean for people to say that she was embellishing it it's like look at the kick I mean her both of her knees were on the ground and this Marcos just you know donkey kicked her right in the head and I don't know like I don't need to be a cage fighter and know like if someone my size and weight fucking blasted me in the head when like I'm grounded with the up kick that like is illegal, I'm probably not going to be, you know, in the right headspace. And, you know, if she is, you know, if she was, you know, seeing stars and still wobbly and not able to recover after five minutes, that was the right decision. You know, I don't feel like, you know, anyone like, oh, Ronda Marcos, poor Ronda Marcos. It's like, dude, that's now her fourth loss in a row. And she now has the record for the first woman fighter in the UFC to reach 10 losses. Her UFC record is six wins, 10 losses, and one draw. So, you know, I mean, this Marcos chick, she's she's not one of the elite people in the division. If anything, she's the definition of just a warm body to throw out there, you know. So I think at the end of the day, you know, I'm more on the, you know, Panera was winning, you know, Marcos was, you know, she's a professional, you know, I know that shit happens, but you also need to have the control to not, 
you know, doing a legal dangerous shot like that. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm not on the side of thinking that, that Panera was embellishing the, the kick. You know, I think getting blasted with an up kick like that, it's going to make anyone, you know, feeling, get fucked up and not want to continue fighting. And, you know, so I don't really think there's too much controversy there. You know, Marcos, you know, I, obviously not one of the elite people in the division six and ten and one i don't care which way you slice it it's definitely not impressive and i don't know i mean unless that's just that's a testament to how shallow the 115 pound women's division is uh, i don't know i mean all i know is i'm i'm not going to be signing up to watch any of her fights in upcoming all right switching out of ufc Let's switch to the squared combat ring, boxing ring. Andy Ruiz made his return after losing his rematch to Anthony Joshua. It was a much slimmed down Andy Ruiz. That was the story coming into this fight. So he was fighting Chris Ariola in L.A. The fight was taken out of Carson. I think that's where the Galaxy play their games. So, you know, Andy Ruiz, yeah, the big story was that he was coming in about like 27 pounds lighter, I guess, for his fight with Anthony Joshua, the rematch. You know, he came in at an unhealthy 284 pounds, and he's even said that after that fight, he ballooned up to over 300. But for this fight, he weighed in around 256, so he definitely looks super trim. You know, I a lot healthier you know if this is the ufc he wouldn't be hitting that 265 pound max that i mean he was weighing 20 pounds over for you know the joshua rematch so definitely healthy it definitely makes you you know for me this was a like my stance was i didn't feel like looking out for this fight because for this fight was surprisingly advertised as a pay-per-view and you know when i i I was commenting on any of the Facebook or any of the comment boards that were talking about this, that there's no way I was going to pay pay-per-view money to see Andy Ruiz after the shit show he did with the rematch with Anthony Joshua. You know, it was so exciting when he beat Joshua that first time. And, you know, being married to um, my wife is is Mexican. My son, now he's, he's half Mexican. So, like, half my family is Mexican. So, I do have, you know, pride in, like, watching the Mexican boxers. You know, Canelo's fighting this upcoming weekend. I'll be rooting for him. And so, I was really excited when Ruiz won. And that's why it was just so disappointing to see, you know, people always talk about how Mexican boxers and Mexican fighters are just, like, aggressive and just, like, warriors. And, you know, to see Ruiz just kind of be the stereotypical person who wins a title and just gets fat and lazy like I mean he literally was you know if you look up fat and lazy champion a picture of Andy Ruiz before the Andy Josh or Anthony Joshua rematch would probably would be there so it was good to see that apparently he's training with Canelo's camp at least that's what I read and he's taking it seriously it's it's kind of it kind of sucks that it took him to be you know 31 years old he's deep into his career he's 34 and 2 so it took 36 prof- or 35 professional fights to finally take boxing seriously. And, you know, Andy Ruiz, you know, he definitely he's a, definitely a talented boxer. You know, you know, you watch his first match with Anthony Joshua. You read anything about him from people who trained with him, like leading up to those fights and all the years before. Everyone says that Andy Ruiz has 
great boxing skill and you know he and he's and he's tough as shit as well you know in his first fight with anthony joshua he got dropped and he was able to come back and eventually beat joshua and in this fight with chris Ariola, he got dropped in the second round you know he left his guard down got put on the chin and went down but you know he he adjusted and came back and beat chris Ariola. so the judges scorecards had it pretty unanimous and if you look at just the scorecards it'll look like it was lopsided for Ruiz but it was definitely a lot closer than that but I think the thing is with boxing if you're on the A side you gotta you know if you're the B side boxer you've got to make it undeniable that you you know that you won the fight you either got to finish the guy or make it look you know undeniable that you were the better guy because whoever's the a side of the bill is probably going to get the you know the lean and the favor from the judges so you know regardless of you know if maybe if you thought Ariola won the fight regardless Andy Ruiz got the decision that kind of sets him up with I think a match with Deontay Wilder you know Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury they seem to be they're going to be tied up you know the the bout hasn't been made official yet but it seems like they've agreed to have two fights I think they're just working on the financials at this point so it seems like those two guys are going to be off the table but Andy Ruiz and Deontay Wilder you know, if they decide to make that a pay-per-view, that's something I would actually invest some money for. And I know me talking about pay-per-view and paying money, I know that my, my buddy Jeff, his ears are ringing because he's like, dude, don't be paying for this shit. But you know what? I, come on, man. You got to sometimes support these people that we're watching putting their blood, sweat, and tears on the line. And let's be real. It's also way more convenient to just order it and have the nice stream on your big television rather than looking for all the shady Russian streams on their computer and then hooking it up to my TV and all that stuff. So, you know what? In my adult life, things are going pretty good right now. I'm going to pay for the convenience of the pay-per-view. So, if we can get Andy Ruiz and Deontay Wilder, definitely pay for that. Didn't want to pay for this one on Saturday. And if you want my early opinion, if Ruiz and Wilder do get matched up, you know, I think that Wilder showed that when he's matched up against someone who actually knows how to box, like with Tyson Fury, it can get pretty ugly out there. So, you know, he obviously has that incredible one-punch power. But I think if Andy Ruiz comes in in shape and motivated, I think he outbox Wilder and beats him. So, yeah. All right, before we get out of here, I figure I could talk about LeBron James real quick. You know, he's – like last night he played his second game returning from a high ankle sprain. He's missed over a month with that. You know, it's kind of significant in terms of LeBron James's career because besides, you know, two years ago where he missed some significant time with a groin injury, LeBron James hasn't really missed much time. So, you know, you know, at 36, 37 years old, whatever age he is right now, you know, having the high ankle sprain like that, it's – you know, that's going to be something that'll take a while to recover from. And even last night in their loss to Toronto, he had to leave early with some ankle soreness. So, you know, it's obviously not 100%. The Lakers are riding a three-game losing streak. So now they're sitting in sixth place right now ahead of Portland. They own a tiebreaker against Portland. But they do also still have one more game against Portland. So there still is the potential that, you know, they could end up losing the tiebreaker to Portland and fall down to seventh. You know, 
Dallas has now let them because Dallas has won the season series against LA. So LA is honestly at risk for getting stuck in playing in the the seven, eight, nine, ten play in tournament. And LeBron James is not happy about that. He was quoted yesterday after the game that whoever decided to create that play-in tournament, that dude needs to be fired. And it's just, I don't get it with these athletes nowadays. It's something I come on here and harp all the time is accountability and not looking like a little bitch. And, you know, it's not one of those, th- I, didn't, I don't remember hearing LeBron James complaining about the play-in tournament last year in Orlando. And the play-in tournament was something that was always going to be a thing all year long. And you didn't hear him saying that at all, like all year long. But now the Lakers are having a rough stretch. Him and Anthony Davis missed a big chunk of the season because both of them were injured. And LA has just been slowly falling down in the west and whereas they were you know argue you know i feel like i still think that if they're healthy 100 percent healthy they're the best team in the western conference and in the nba but you know that hasn't been the case and you know where they were undeniably a top four they are getting closer and closer to that play-in and you know lebron james complaining about that just makes it look like you're a big fucking baby. Like the only players that ever complain about the play in tournament are the ones that are going to have to, you know, that are in a seventh, eighth seed that are going to have to play for it. And my logic is, it's like, sure, that's a, a couple extra games and that may not be the most exciting for you. But at the end of the day, the NBA is for entertainment. It's supposed to entertain the fans and we're supposed to see who the best of the best is. So, you know, at the end of the season, sometimes it gets a little boring and stagnant when we know we're each eight teams from each conference are going to be in the playoffs. But now having this mini tournament, it creates some more excitement going into the tournament. And that's going to get more eyeballs. Like I'm more likely to watch the play in tournament than any of the last remaining games that don't mean shit, you know? And so that's, you know, that's a positive. And then on the competitive side, if you're the seventh seed and you're in a tournament comprised of the eighth, ninth, and 10, and you can't win that, or you can't at least keep your playoff position, then you're not a playoff team. You know, if you can't handle playing against, you know, the the 10th seeded San Antonio Spurs who are barely eking out, you know, a 500 season, or, you know, Golden State Warriors who, you know, are being led by Stephen Curry and don't even have Klay Thompson, and, you know, if you can't beat these guys or the Memphis Grizzlies, then you're not going to be a team that should be, you would be contending in the playoffs. Good luck beating Utah. Good luck beating the Clippers. So, you know, I feel like LeBron James, it's, it's – I just hate seeing athletes that I like, you know, just, you know, making excuses or just coming off like crybaby bitches. And that's what LeBron James, I feel like, is coming off, you know, complaining about, you know, calling for the firing of a guy who came up with, honestly, a good idea and you only don't like it just because your team's underachieving at the moment. So that's all I have for today's show. As always, I appreciate everyone that takes the time to download and listen to this show. You know, the show's nothing without you, my fellow, my not fellow, but my loyal supporters of a Cali Green Monster show. If you enjoyed what you listened to, you know, be a friend, tell a friend. And if you didn't, just uh, go on with your day and uh, pretend you never listened to this show. But until next time, I have been your host, Dean Ryan. This has been a Cali Green Monster show coming to you from the Tesla Studios here in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Have a great one, guys. Peace.